0: using the right leadership style with my team and being selective about clients and actually seeking out clients instead of just kind of waiting for all the inbound stuff that comes up.
1: Hello AgencyGo fam, welcome to How to Scale an Agency, where we interview top digital marketing agency owners like Abstract Management, One SEO, and Uplus to learn how they scale to $10 million in revenue per year. If you would like to be part of a 200 plus member digital marketing agency owner community, go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm here with the Dennis Consorte. And as always, we are here to dive into other agency owners and see how they are growing their agency. And we're sharing any sorts of tips, tricks, tools, and resources that we've used to scale our agency to $185,000 per month. If you'd like to join our Agency Go group, you can go to agencygo.io and sign up to become a member today. If you don't feel like we've prepared you with everything that you need to scale our agency to $185,000 a month in 30 days, we will give your money back no questions asked. So thank you so much, Dennis, for being on the show. We really appreciate having you. Uh, Feel free to share a little bit about yourself and uh, Consorte Marketing.
0: Sure. How's it going, Lucas? Great to be here. We spoke very recently uh, on my podcast, (laughs) which is Snackable Solutions. So I'd encourage your listeners to check it out. It's a place where small businesses, entrepreneurs, startups can share tips and tricks in these little bites so that you can grow incrementally. And my story is that I'll try to condense it as much as possible. I went to college, got a degree in something that was completely unapplicable to anything that I did, was lost for a few years, started my own e-commerce business. And then after I sold it, I realized that I could use those skills to help other companies. Eventually, I got into an agency and eventually I started my own agency. The challenge was that I grew too fast. I got tons of clients. I was doing private label services for many other companies. These are good things, but I didn't have the right infrastructure in place. I was touching every account on my own and it drove me nuts. So I took some time off, recalibrated, figured out what I wanted to do, what my purpose was, and now I'm rebooting. And it's been a wonderful journey. I'm super happy with where things are now, and I need to decide what my next step is.
1: Mm. I love hearing all this because it is the struggles that so many agency owners face. And there's a lot of things we could touch on there. I think one question I have for you is, you said you sold a previous business. I see this happen from time to time where people have a skill or an expertise and they jump from selling their company and then jump into launching an agency. What was your rationale for launching an agency as opposed to just continuing to build and sell e-commerce brands? What was the rationale for that? It's a
0: good question. What I would say is that my personality is such that I like to do lots of different things. I have different hobbies, different interests. And if I work on just one thing at a time, I get bored. So I like the agency model because I get to work on different types of businesses and help different kinds of people and solve different types of problems. That's super exciting for me. That probably answers your question on why I chose an agency versus just one singular business.
1: Right. A hundred percent. It definitely is a company system structure, et cetera, that lends itself well to that. So that makes a lot of sense. You were talking about uh, just now, and also for the show about how you re- had some growing pains, right? Can you describe a little bit more in detail what that means to listeners? Because I know people listening to this are also going through their own growing pains as they're scaling their agency. I'm sure they'd love to hear what yours were. And then also what you're doing now to kind of avoid that situation in the future.
0: There are a lot of things that I could talk about. I'll start with one. Yeah. And that is that I was so focused on making the cash register ring that mm-hmm. I forgot what my purpose was, that I forgot mm-hmm. what really drove me with the company. That was super important. I also wasn't a very good leader and I didn't know how to give ownership to my team so that they could handle each of the accounts that we had under management. And I didn't know how to set the right expectations with my clients. And what that meant was I was touching every single account, not just my own direct clients, but the ones that I got through other agencies. We were doing private label digital marketing services for several other companies in New York City. And what that meant was my phone rang off the hook. My email was just blown up and it drove me crazy. So (laughs) (laughs) what I learned from that was I needed to become a better leader and give mm. ownership to the people on my team and trust that they could handle these accounts and know right. that people make mistakes, it happens and you learn from it and you grow. Yeah. The other piece of that was regaining my sense of purpose. And what mm. I mean by that is money is wonderful. I like having lots of it. I like making lots of it. I like making tons of money for my clients. What's yeah. also wonderful is knowing how to spend your time in a way that brings value and joy to your life. Right. And this is something that people have realized recently. We're in the middle of the great resignation. People are quitting their jobs by the millions. And I think that one of the drivers for that is because we've had time to realize that life is short and yeah. that we spend so much time working that we need to get value out of it. We don't want to be miserable. We want to get joy out of the work that we do. We want to know right. that the work we do matters and brings joy and value to other people. Yeah. So on my own journey what I realized is that there are certain things that matter to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I went through some wellness issues. I'm still going through them. I I gained a bunch of weight. I had mental health issues, all of that, everything you can imagine happening to somebody who starts a small business, starts a startup entrepreneurship, and it doesn't go the way that they expect it to go. That is stressful. That creates all kinds of mental health issues, which lead to physical health issues. So, I had to take time off to just remember what that meant.
1: Yes. It's very interesting hearing your perspective on it. And I'm sure people are learning a lot from hearing this take on things. I definitely know that, you know, in our own group, in our own community that we have, uh, somebody just posted the other day saying how, you know, after work they'll take time to meditate in order to relax and kind of recalibrate. My form of meditation is walking. I walk a lot. I like walk, constantly i try to walk ten thousand steps a day i think it's my add probably but i just need to get that energy out in order to feel calm so that's something that i do but i do think yeah everyone needs something in order to have that sustainability so it's super interesting describe to me now so w- with your agency consorte marketing how many clients do you currently have that you're working with today and what kind of problems are you solving for them
0: i only have a handful of clients today Several years ago, when my agency was at its peak, I had maybe 50 or 60 accounts under management. So that was maybe like a dozen or so that were direct clients, and then the rest were private label services for other agencies. Today, I have a much smaller list, and it's very focused. The kinds of businesses that I say yes to, because I say no to a lot of them, the ones I say yes to are the ones where I feel like, The work I do is not just challenging, but rewarding to myself and and to society. So some of my clients are in the health and wellness space. I think that's super important, again, because I know what I went through. I know what the world is going through right now when it comes to mental health. Right. Some of my other clients are on the, let's say, small business side in terms of helping other businesses. I'll give you one example. I have one client, there, an awning company. They make awnings and pergolas, which essentially create outdoor space for homes and businesses. So if you think back about two years to the beginning of the lockdown, when all of the restaurants were shut down or they were at like 25% or 50% capacity, what my client provided was a way for them to have more space so they could serve more customers under those conditions. And it was yeah. really rewarding to know that By helping my client generate leads and customers, they were able to help all of these other small businesses to serve tens of thousands of people in
1: our area. Mm. I remember when I was first starting to scale my agency, I felt like I was running in a million different directions. And I was eventually able to scale my agency TWIZ to $1.7 million per year in revenue, but not until after I had wasted so much time and money through trial and error. This is why I launched our Agency Go community, the digital marketing agency community I never had. For only $19 per month, you get access to over $100,000 in deals, discounts, tools, and resources to scale your agency. I will also personally teach you how to grow your agency through our group masterclasses. What are you waiting for? Go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up for our membership today. If after 30 days, your head is not exploding with value and you do not feel like you know everything you need to know to run your agency, I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Again, that's grow.agencygo.io to sign up today. Yeah, that's we're obviously priceless, you know, being able to help companies that are helping others. It's very important. And how would you say for for your agency right now? I mean, what is the goal with it then? is it? Do you guys measure success by you know, number of people helps, do you guys have a goal there? Or what's sort of if it's not necessarily scaling super quickly, how do you measure success for yourself? Or do you even measure it? Like, is it just you like what you're doing? And there's no need at the moment? Or do you have like a metric you guys are using to measure how successful your business is at hitting your goals?
0: It's a really good question. I I would say that right now, I'm at a crossroads, I have to make a decision on whether I want to scale my business or stay where I am. Right yeah. now, I'm pretty comfortable. I've got enough clients that pay enough money where I'm super happy with the work I do. It's all rewarding. It's all stuff I enjoy doing. It's great. I do have that entrepreneurial bug where I want to say, okay, now can I take over the world again? Tried <laughs> it a couple of times. Can I Can I do it right this time around? So, yeah. The short answer is I think eventually I'll come to that decision and say either, yes, I'm ready to blow up this agency the right way, which means using the right leadership style with my team and being selective about clients and actually seeking out clients instead of just kind of waiting for all the inbound stuff that comes up. What I would also say is that because of my personality, I I like other things too. I like doing the podcast thing. If that picks up more, that could be something that turns into a revenue stream in parallel to the agency or eventually instead of the agency. And yeah, I, I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's where I no, am. No,
1: no, no, it, it it does. I mean, I think there's a huge focus even on my end where, uh, you know, everyone's trying to scale fast and just trying to grow fast. And, you know, sometimes it's just important to remember that, you know, that's not always the, the goal of owning a business. And sometimes the goal is just the happiness. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you don't really have to grow insanely fast, right? So that definitely is a refreshing take that I think is welcomed on this show and probably more people should hear. So I do appreciate that. So I'll ask some more questions that are just to kind of wrap up here. We do some benchmarking just to kind of ask, you know, favorite books, things like that. Any book recommendations that you have for anybody out there?
0: Sure. One of the books that I read recently, it's really easy to read. You can finish it in a few hours. It's called The Go-Giver. Mm-hmm. And one of the authors is Bob Berg. I'm connected with him on LinkedIn. Super nice guy. Great yeah. book. I would strongly advise people to read that. A Really quick read. And then, of course, there, there are tons of other books that I've enjoyed. Uh, don't ask me to quote anything, but uh, Atomic <laughs> Habits was a great one. And then if you go back a few years, because I've got that gray hair, you know, you've got uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, those kinds of books. That, that's what I enjoy.
1: I love that. Yeah, those are some good ones. Atomic Habits, I've been hearing a lot about recently. And then how old is the agency? When did you launch the agency?
0: Oh, gosh. Don't quote me on this, because the, the <laughs> number on my LinkedIn is probably more accurate than what's going to come out of my mouth. Uh, I want to say... 10 or 12 years ish
1: yeah and no, that's awesome yeah awesome man no congrats most businesses fail after like five years so that's very much an accomplishment. well i
0: did i did, oh, did? I, <laughs> okay. I i shut down oh uh, yeah for a couple of years because like i said it drove me crazy it's just
1: crazy yeah
0: yeah I but that. i was able to bounce back and i love that's that. what i believe is the most important piece but when it comes to entrepreneurship, there are so many barriers that make it very difficult for people. And it's that resilience that is going to keep you going and, and, and keep your goals in alignment. What I do want to get out there before we go, though, is to think about your agency, not just as a company, but as, piece of, as a piece of your entire life. And what I mean by that is it's great to have a great, successful agency with tons of clients where you're making tons of money. It's also important to keep things in perspective when it comes to your health, when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to just interacting with people in the world. So don't lose sight of those things. Make sure that if you are growing your business, you're also keeping everything else in your life in alignment.
1: 100%. And what's one thing you wish you knew when you were 20? Anything you'd share with the audience about (laughs) growth or anything?
0: When I was 20, wow. That was a long time ago. (laughs) So the first thing I'll say is that I have no regrets. I certainly had some challenges in life that uh, I was very fortunate to overcome. And those are the things that made me the person I am today. So I have no regrets. Now, what I would say is there are some things that if I knew what I know now back then, I might have done differently Uh, Mm. for starters. I might not have gone to college, I'll be very straightforward. I was sold on that dream, go to college, get a degree, get a great job, you live happily ever after. That's not how it happened for me. I went to college, I got a bunch of debt. I I learned about stuff that didn't really impact my career. It was a great experience, I got tons of friends out of it. I have friends that uh, from 20 some odd years ago are still some of my closest friends. But it wasn't what helped me grow into the role that I'm in today. So I think that would be part of it. I think that uh, certainly around that time, I would have bought a bunch of domain names. I would have.
1: <laughs> yeah, buy, you would have bought like Lay's potato chips or something like that uh, and sold yeah, that for a million dollars. That's it.
0: I probably would have stuck with Bitcoin. I forget mm-hmm. how many years. Oh, ago.
1: really? Wow, you were involved then. That's pretty cool.
0: I wouldn't say involved. I would say that I, I tried to, I was focused on the mining side of it and yeah. had some challenges with that so I kind of gave up on it when I should have just been thinking about the value behind it rather than just the yeah. technology behind it I kind of came in and out of the crypto world several times so right yeah
1: it's crazy to think like the the, the world that was you know before everyone knew it was so big like how everyone thought about it my business partner actually was uh he was super early in on it, but then he also had to sell, he had, had to sell all of his holdings when he joined like the financial world, financial advising world at the time, because it was unregulated and everything. But he had thousands of Bitcoin. I mean, he would have been worth like probably $50 million, huh. <laughs> $100 million now, you know, it's kind of insane, but he, he didn't even know. No one knew, obviously, what was going to happen, but that's super interesting. And well,
0: let me let me just segue off of that, though, real quick. We're in a time now where, okay, maybe you missed the boat on domain names and Bitcoin, but there's other stuff. And right now, I think our industry needs to be looking at the metaverse. And Mm. by that, I mean, when you look back 10 years, something like that, e-commerce was transformed because people started thinking about how they could emulate the in-store experience in a two-dimensional space. So you have zooming into products, you have swatches so you could kind of get a feel for the texture of a material, Yeah, you have virtual try on that kind of stuff. But now think about what the metaverse means for e-commerce and yeah. how you could have an immersive shopping experience. That's number one. And number two, think about the NFT side of it. I was in a luxury store with my wife recently. We were returning a handbag. What they did was they scanned the RFID chip in it because mm-hmm. these weren't just fungible products where everyone is the same. They're actually unique because they have those unique identifiers. So now think about how you can take a unique product in the physical space, in the physical world and tie it to a virtual product in the metaverse. Exciting. So I I definitely look in that space.
1: I'm definitely huge in that. I also think no code. My investments right now are purely into no code because I think that it is the biggest transformation that's going to happen In our society because the promise of building software will be able to be available to the masses and will be something that will have a much lower barrier to entry and the world will rapidly transform because of it, I think. So I'm definitely with you. There's some emerging technologies people definitely need to be aware of. And so that's a hot take. I love that. I think people would definitely love to jump into that. And where is something that people can find you? Or is there anything you want to offer the community? Obviously, there's a lot of digital marketing agency owners who'd probably love to connect with you or you know receive value from you. So, so what would be the best way to do that?
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, Lucas. So first of all, I'm an old man, so you're not gonna find much from me on Instagram or any of those places. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me on there as long as you're not sending me, hey, I'll give you a developer for $12 an hour, blah, 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 as a cut and paste, I'll probably connect with you. And if you want short tips, for small businesses where you can grow incrementally. You watch a one to five minute snackable solution. Just Google snackable solutions. We're on YouTube, we're on LinkedIn, we're in other places. Subscribe to our channel. And if you believe you can bring simple solutions to people and you've got an amazing story to tell, then reach out to me. I'd love to have you on on my show.
1: Thank you so much, Dennis, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And for everyone listening, Dennis with Consorte Marketing, if you think you, as he said, can bring value to people through small bite-sized solutions, hit him up for snackable solutions. And just to recap the interview, uh, Dennis is delivering happiness in the words of uh, the Zappos founder in that book that I have yet to read, but I've seen on the shelves. And so he's focused on wellness, happiness, making people happy, delivering a better world to people, as opposed to just growing, 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 which I think is a fantastic take on how to uh, run a business. So thank you so much, Dennis, for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, I hope people take this to heart. And again, for anybody listening that is interested in growing their agency and building a, a better agency, helps more people. Feel free to join agencygo.io today. And uh, we'd love to help you scale. So thank you so much, Dennis, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, Lucas. This was a lot
0: of fun.